This is an excellent shirt, by the way. I've got one of those. If this is your shirt. <laughs> That's my shirt. <laughs> it is. Welcome to the Pipeline Award-Winning Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jason Gibbs. You can find me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore. You can find me coming through your earbuds right now. Well, we're less than a week from Selection Sunday. Some of the absolute best moments of the year, especially for college sports coming up. But before I go any further, let me bring in my partner in crime, KSD. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Pregame Empire. And KSD, maybe the team of, of destiny, Cal Poly, really, <laughs> really put the axiom, do we need a three here to the test? I, I've never seen anything like it, and apparently they didn't need a three. I think Cal Poly definitively answered the question of, of do they need the three here? You don't need a three here. You, you 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 can you can all you can always just take a two. You like who, who needs a three? You know, I don't think I think they have definitive. Like it, it feels like a very philosophical question. Like you know, do they need a three here? The answer is no. You never need a three here when you can always just take a two. That kind of reminds me of something when someone will say like, I got to go to school or I got to go to work, and I'm like, no, you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. You, you're, you're you want to, and so they. they they simply chose not to take a three. That's fine. You, in life, in life, you can always do one of two things. You can always take a three, or you can not take a three. And Cal Poly chose not to take a three. That's that's totally fine. So for those that aren't up to speed, we had a game from UC Riverside at Cal Poly. Score seventy three seventy four point five seconds left. Cal Poly inbounding the ball. They inbound it. They run down the court takes a little bit of time to get through his traffic and hit a layup as time expires. Final score, 73-72, Cal Poly loses. But one of the funniest parts of the clip, KSD, is when, <laughs> if you check out the fan in the lower left corner of the clip, he's just fed up, man. He just, he just gets <laughs> up and storms out. I mean, I don't know whether he had Cal Poly money line and he was irate. I'm not sure what it was, but this guy has never wanted someone to take a three worse than Cal Poly. Well, so I have two questions here because obviously I've watched the clip multiple times. And the one thing I regret that I haven't done yet is I haven't like listened to any of the sound that preceded this. They're like, did the announcers do that? They don't need a three thing. I really hope they did. Like, <laughs> even though there was four seconds left and they obviously needed a three, I hope they didn't. I hope that's why the kid didn't shoot it. The other thing, which I'm attempting to, to look up now, is what what was do you know what the point spread was on this game like because like is 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 there a possibility and again i would have to look this up is, is there some remote possibility that this kid just went for the cover like you know like like a one point spread <laughs> point or one shaving. and a half point spread <laughs> yeah basically basically did the point shaving thing is like nah man i got i got the sure cover if i just go shoot a layup here like i mean we i i don't think we can rule that out can we I'd have, no to, I, I, I'd have to look up the spread. It might take me a second because despite uh, many DGENs that are following us, I don't – We need I pipeline, have, stat, pipeline, stats, and info. <laughs> pipeline <laughs> stats pipeline and info. Pipeline stats and info. Get on it. Let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm going to attempt to find this. I'll just – I don't know. Just talk about whatever for a second. Let's see if I can – let's see if I can find – go find the Cal Poly UC Riverside spread from like two days ago. <laughs> Surely, surely that's a thing that's on just the the, the top of the internet at all times. Uh, okay, let's see. Oh God, now I gotta scroll all the way down and know like where this game's gonna be on here. Oh wait, 
I literally just found it. Okay, no, <laughs> the, the, the Cal Poly covered anyways. So they, they they did cover, but not because of that layup. They were a seven and a half point dog to UC Riverside. So shout out to Cal Poly, great teams cover, but disappointingly not because of that specific layup. <laughs> the funny thing was, was it, I think I think the announcer said that that was wasn't that it, the guy who hit the layup wasn't it his like career best game? So he was just adding <laughs> to a career best game. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> See, that's that's smart too that because dude dude's like yeah i don't i don't know what this guy is i don't have the box score up and i'm not go i'm not going back to the depths of the internet to find this box score <laughs> i just did it to find the spread um you know let's just say dude had like 16 points like okay do you, you want to say oh i had a, my, a career high of 18 or do you want to say i only had a career high of 16 to right. guarantee two more points <laughs> like this is this is smart thinking right here up up those scoring averages make yourself look better I don't know what his career high is or what he scored, but I, I see no downside here for that guy. Maybe he had himself on prize picks. Maybe he had gone deep, <laughs> deep cuts only and prize picks, Cal Poly, random, like, random guard. Like the, 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 deep, the deepest like type of point shaving possible. It's like, like his, his over prop on po- prize picks. And it was like, he was right at it. Yeah. I, 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 that, I like that. Let's, let's, let's make that the, the new official stance of, uh, of the podcast here. Maybe we can get like a prize pick sponsorship out of it or something. That's true. Encourage some more fraud to hell with the winning the game. We need you to cover on prize picks one way or the <laughs> other. Well, can, can we talk about some other conference tournament uh, shenanigans or, uh, or so to speak, because God, what game was that? I think it was a big South game on Friday. Um, you know, like last last week was kind of the uh, the appetizer, so to speak, you know, of, of having some, you know, midweek daytime basketball. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like if you went on ESPN Plus, you know, there was like Big South games and I don't even remember who else was playing. But, you know, there was plenty of uh, plenty of midweek daytime basketball to kind of tie you over until, you know, we really get going tomorrow on Tuesday. And there's one game I was watching and I really cannot remember who, who it was now. I'm trying. I'm trying to scroll through my. Oh, here it was. It was yeah, App State, South Alabama. It was the Sun Belt, okay. which actually just uh, the championship game just ended. But um, so Sun Belt. This was like Friday afternoon, and so the announcers were just very clearly not in the arena, like just you know based on the way you, you can always tell when they're not in the right. arena, yeah. and like you could just hear some like muffled conversation in the background during the entire game. I have no idea who was talking <laughs> or like what they were even saying, but like it was just two random people like you know, who were kind of just close enough to the set of wherever these dudes were calling this game, just talking about God knows what. And you could literally hear it the entire game. It was hilarious. I guess he was probably had it. You know, his wife had a late brunch, you know, had some <laughs> some of her friends over, maybe the wine club, who knows, and just chatting away while, while he's trying to put up a soundproof board to so he can <laughs> announce the game. Yeah, yeah, like having having the like you know the ladies book club you know over <laughs> drinking m- mimosas at you know eleven thirty on Friday morning or whatever before they go to yeah before they go to lunch at the country club right. and maybe you know pretend pretend to hit a tennis ball back and forth for like you know five minutes and then they come back home and yeah they were just you know, talk to that 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 rom- romantic novel though man it was it was it was steamy let me tell you like they they, they had to get those takes off about uh you know Jean Claude or whatever riding in on on the bareback horse yeah and then the best part is the ESPN producer probably heard it and he was like you know what it's the Sun Belt on a Friday afternoon I'm not gonna bother <laughs> let's just roll with yeah, it. You know, let's you, just go with it 
He's like, yeah, yeah, I read that book. They're they're making some really good points about Jean Claude. They're they're right, man. That's <laughs> like that. That, that scene was steamy. <laughs> like, yeah, he was just you know acting like it was part of the conversation. Didn't care to to turn it off at all. Well, speaking of mid majors and maybe things we we didn't know. Well, first of all, we had the OVC fight, pretty wild Donnie Brook. <laughs> I mean. Dude took an absolute shot to the face. Now he was being a little bit of an interrogator. Probably didn't warrant think, an all-out assault I, on his face. I but. think I think I'll be being a little bit of an instigator there is probably probably underselling it. Like yeah, that's true. I mean, who was what, who was even playing in this game? One it was like I don't even remember who was playing. Doesn't really matter. It was in the OVC. Like oh, buddy's like more or less trying to kiss this dude look kind of what yeah. it looks like you know like walking right in his face and then just gets cold cocked and it was like but somehow um the dude who um who got cocked in the face got a suspension as well <laughs> you see know. that like like he was like sent to the hospital and got suspended it's like <laughs> damn that's like insult to injury absolutely but, yeah. but it, it was it was definitely now the you know the guy being pushed and or kissed he could have probably just walked away just turned away and just you know like he wasn't backing down i understand that and then because he didn't back down it just you know engulfed in flames and then a second later he's dropping a two-piece on this guy's face but wild stuff but like all these things are the beauty of the the small conference tournaments because like friday night i turned on a few minutes of Denver and North Dakota on ESPN Plus, and it was being broadcast through like you know some it went like some super local you know channel mm. thing like you know and like AKA there was like three the, the Pac twelve network yes <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly the future <laughs> the future Pac-12 future Pac twelve yeah um and it was like like there was like one stretch where like three Denver offensive possessions were just missed because the guy didn't never turn the camera and like it, like this is <laughs> this is the be- the beauty of this time of year is like that's like like it was Friday night so there was mm-hmm. really like no no power conference games you know like there was like like St. Louis and Dayton were playing and they both suck so like who cares <laughs> you know like that was like the best viewing option was watching like half of Denver North Dakota because you couldn't see half the court because they just forgot to turn the camera yeah i don't know i don't know where the game was was it in Denver maybe maybe yeah, the guy it, was uh, it was um it was at, it was it was in um it was in South Dakota at that like okay. oh, what's the, what's what's the name of that gym you know you know the gym I'm talking about like yeah. it's the super old gym it's like the the Pentagon or whatever when they have right, like right, yeah. they have like it's the only court in the country I've ever seen that has more lines than the, than the Lahaina Civic Center in Maui. You know, like this this court's got like <laughs> five three point lines. Like what's like they have like the three point line from like you know the original college line where it's like almost like right outside the free throw line. It's like why do you even have that? Like, right. like you know like what like <laughs> nobody nobody has played by that rule in like thirty years. <laughs> you know, like why yeah. do you have to? like well just in case have, like we want to save on paint just in case we don't want to. We don't want to race it too early in case they bring it back. Some old head who you know, was like poo-poo and Antoine Davis, you know, almost getting Pete Maravich's record is probably like that line, that line holds tradition. That's where they should be shooting the threes from. You shoot threes from 16 feet, not 25 <laughs> feet. If it was up to me, there'd be no threes anyway. But if you got to shoot them, you shoot them from the free throw line. Like that, that's who, that's who the line's there for. There's some guy, there's lamenting, some guy in the hills. Of, yeah. The lamenting hills of the loss Dakota. of the, uh, of the set shot. <laughs> <laughs> it it is it is pretty funny though that like Detroit's Detroit's totally gonna get a CBI bid, right? Like the like the CBI has like the first ever CBI dream scenario. 
Which is like, which just think, think, think about that statement for a second. CPI dream scenario. Because <laughs> um, like, I mean, Detroit's done, but like, and, and they wouldn't get a bid otherwise. But you could just take Antoine Davis, and people are going to watch because he's going to set what what is really an unbreakable record. Because it took him five years of averaging like twenty seven a game to yeah. get close to it. You know, like so they kind of have to do this, right? Like if if they're the, if you're them, it's a no. Like you know, the instant like. And we'll see what happens. But, you know, the NCAA tournament's going to – there's a good chance they're going to have a chance to, you know, just throw a Michigan or a North Carolina in the first four just to get people to watch it, right, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. The CBI is going to have the chance to do that for the first time ever, like <laughs> and probably the only time ever. So, I mean, I feel like there's no way they don't just grab Detroit. Well, the first three minutes of that CBI game will be the most <laughs> – yeah watch the first CBI game in history and then after that everyone tunes out for hits a three and then a two-pointer and then it's over and you know the the CBI I don't know if you caught this the the actual Twitter account tweeted at him and I was like okay well obviously they're going to take a 14 and 19 team just to drive up the ratings from 10 people to 15 people well, the, the problem is, like, probably five people in the country get whatever, you know, ION TV or something <laughs> that's going to be showing this Pac-12 game. Pac-12 network, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Pac-12. Pac- <laughs> Pac- Honestly, um, George Kleokoff would be smart to, like, invest. Like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll broadcast the entire CBI tournament this year and this year only just to right. get the five uh, – just to get people to watch the five seconds of Antoine Davis hitting a three, like right after the jump ball. <laughs> <laughs> like the best Pac-12 business decision in years. It would be wild. Well, talking about a business decision and, and perfect segue, you know, we, we've talked about NIL stuff throughout many of our award-winning podcasts. And has there ever been a better pairing than Matt Mayer and Monster Energy Drinks? <laughs> what a wild story, KSD. This guy uh, allegedly got caffeine poisoning for drinking too many I've Monster never, Energy I've Drinks. I've never heard of that. Like, well, you know, have you heard have you heard of the, the the term caffeine poisoning before this? I haven't. I haven't heard of the the term caffeine poisoning, but I do remember, and I don't know whether this was just internet urban legend or what. But I remember a few years ago, someone allegedly dying because they ate pure caffeine. I mean, it was just like some. How, would, how does one how, how does one eat pure caffeine? Yeah, like, that, 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 that was the thing. Mean? I was like, that's what I mean. That, Take all of this with a grain of salt. This could have been some 4chan shenanigans or some, or some other Reddit <laughs> corner of the universe. But it was something like, I, I don't know these amounts, but I, I, so again, take everything I'm saying with the, the grainiest of salts. But I think it was like he ate like 900, it's like pure caffeine. You can eat it or or something. I, I don't know. And it was like 900 milligrams or whatever. And it basically stopped his heart because it caused it to beat so fast and he ended up dying from it. So with that as a background, I hadn't heard the term caffeine poisoning, but I thought, okay, if this other crazy internet story is true, then I guess I could, could see that caffeine poisoning is true too. <laughs> well, it was pretty funny that he did the press conference on Thursday after they beat Michigan with two monsters sitting on the uh, on on the table with him. Um, it was it was perfect, and I saw an ill. I don't know if it was like a homemade shirt. Did you see the shirts Illinois fans had? I no, I didn't see that. It was it was his head, you know, mulleted his <laughs> mulleted head with two <laughs> monster energy drinks beside him, it, it, and so. <laughs> 
this guy definitely needs. I don't know if he has an NIL deal, but he definitely should parlay this into one. Well, see, well, well, now that like this has happened, it, it caused a thought in my head. So, so Matt Meyer kind of he he fits two different molds of like Monster Energy consumers slash sponsors. So obviously he fits the gamer mold, which was what he was doing, you know, mm-hmm. when he consumed five Monster Energies. But he also looks like he would be like a dirt bike driver of some kind, or like an ATV racer or something, you know, wearing like a Monster Energy fire suit and it's like got you know makes like ten thousand dollars a year, you know, racing dirt <laughs> bikes on like you know Fox Sports fifteen or something, you know, like he so. I can go either way with this as far as like you know what kind of Monster Energy guy he looks like. But he looks like, and, and maybe maybe I guess the greater point is, is like those dudes are kind of a Venn diagram. But but um, <laughs> he, he kind of looks like he could fit both bills here. He really does. I think I agree with you totally. Either one, I mean, it, it, maybe he like, could it, team it, up. Maybe he could do the trifecta: team up for a a like a monster truck racing game. While drinking monsters and playing it, you know, live on Twitch or whatever. Yeah. Well, like if if you convinced me, like you know, ten years ago, let's say we we try time travel Matt Meyer back ten years, and you just showed me a picture of him in a Monster Energy fire suit, and was like, "That's Travis Pastrana." I would just believe you. I have like <laughs> I know who Travis Pastrana is. If you walked in the room right now, I probably wouldn't recognize him. And if you just told me Matt Meyer was him like ten years ago, I think I'd absolutely believe you. Okay. Now. Pipeline stats and info hot on the trail. I I looked it up and there was a guy, this actually happened last year. Now I know the story that I originally read was not last year, but it says you can overdose from pure caffeine powder. It can result in death. And it said that a a man was, I guess he was a personal trainer and he mismeasured out the caffeine that he was taking that uh, i guess he was taking it for to you know get hyped or or like so he basically basically overdosed on on, on pre-workout right Right. like that basically like okay okay. but they said he accidentally ingested the amount of caffeine powder equivalent to 200 cups of coffee (laughs) listen i'm not laughing at the guy's death of course but that's just yeah. insane. I'm just laughing at the, the there, preposterousness of it. There, there's major air quotes around accidentally here, right? Like there's no, like that's just, I don't care what the substance is. That's just a lot of any particular substance to accidentally ingest. Like, like that, that, uh, that's doing a lot of, that word is doing a lot of work there. Yeah. Well, they, they're saying that just a, such a tiny amount is very dangerous and he had mismeasured it I, I, I think it was like three and a half grams or something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I, 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 I gotta like, say ca- caffeine poisoning is probably a thing if you can die from it. But like, so back to the accidentally ingesting this, it's not like he was like in the pool and accidentally swatted some pool water. <laughs> like it, it's caffeine. powder. How do you accidentally ingest 200 cups of coffee worth of caffeine powder? Like I know these I, I've taken pre-workout before. It's been a long time. And yeah, like it gets you like more or less like high, like like the point I'm trying to get at is to get to 200 coffee cups worth of protein powder. It doesn't take as much protein powder as you think it should. You know, but still, like it takes enough to where you can't just accidentally like inhale that. Like, I right, don't right, right. <laughs> I don't understand how this is possible. He was weighing it out, and he accidentally hit the tear button on the scale, and so it went back to zero. <laughs> and then he, oh, that's cool. Just <laughs> kept <chill>. going. <laughs> yeah, just kept like dumping more and more. 
Well, I, I think we should talk about we, we talked about things going in a person's body. We need to talk about things coming out of a body this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know this happened like basically a week ago at this point, but uh, it needs to be talked about because we had the most apt metaphor for the Louisville basketball season that we could have possibly imagined in their last home game where they had, you know, one of those silly Frisbee dogs. There's like side, sidebar here before we get to the story. There's way too many Frisbee dog acts in college mm-hmm. basketball. Yeah, I've like I, I have I have personally witnessed like five different ones at my alma mater in the last few years. Like there's too many people <laughs> doing the same thing. We teach your dog to do something else, like make it more interesting. There's so many that catch Frisbees. But so you know, they had the, uh, the the classic Frisbee dog act going here. And the dog, uh, the dog decided they need, he needed a quick two on the floor. And uh, <laughs> didn't, didn't need the three here. Took the quick didn't need two. three. Took two. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, which obviously elicited, you know, which uh, I won't act like I was above this because I, I posted it as well. You know, the well, oh, here's the this is the, the yeah, Louisville's also dropped plenty of those on the floor on that court this year. Ha ha ha! Like like everybody on every corner of the internet was coming to say that. So I, I I'm just here to just say it again. Yeah, Louisville was dropping pl- plenty of shit on the court this year. Just like that dog, <laughs> it's perfect. Well, it was funny because. Who did this happen to in football? Wasn't it? It was SMU, right? When the ponies. Yeah, like the, 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 that, yeah that, was, but that was at least like their own mascot, right? Right, like it wasn't, right. That was well, like the contracted fun, the, the best thing about Yeah, the best thing about that one was he just kept running, right? He was just running across <laughs> the field. This, like, dog, this dog squats mid-act, you know, <laughs> mid, uh, I guess. And I'm hoping – now, it, it would have been a low blow, but I'm hoping – a a Louisville rival, maybe Kentucky or whatever, slip the dog something, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who would necessarily be a Kentucky or a Louisville basketball rival these days, but whoever it was, even if it was just for some sort of YouTube prank, this would be a YouTube prank I could get behind, you know. Peter's going to find this. They're going to find this and come after you because now they're going to think you like started some conspiracy against like Louisville <laughs> basketball and you're like, you're giving dogs like laxatives and that's like animal <laughs> cruelty or whatever. Like, I swear, so, some some radar at PETA just went off. <laughs> I'm now, on, they I'm probably, now they, on the PETA list. Yeah. <laughs> they, they probably don't like the Frisbee Dog Act anyway. So that's like the one thing I'll agree with PETA on. It's like, yeah, the Frisbee Dogs are stupid. Like, ban, get, get rid of Frisbee Dogs. I, I, this is this is the one unifying factor I'll have with PETA because other than, other than that, like animals taste delicious. Well, <laughs> well, if you absolutely had to see one act the rest of your life for halftime, are you going with frisbee dogs or red panda? Can I ask a caveat here? Yes. Is it red panda now? Is it prime red panda, or is it like red panda <laughs> continuing to age? Like, like what? Like, how, how is this working here? Because if it's prime red panda, absolutely. If it's today red panda, where she's like always dropping the bowls, yeah, yeah. I'll probably still take a frisbee dog because, like, if a frisbee dog like pees or poops on the court, at least that's like kind of funny or something. <laughs> like, re- like prime I, red I, panda. I, I don't. I didn't think we'd ever get there, but here we are. What? A, what a podcast! Well, Can you get this red, from any other podcast? Prime red panda talk. Red Panda's washed, right? Like, can, can we all admit this <laughs> that Red Panda is washed? <laughs> like, she, she's oh never, man, what a legend! Like, it, it, like, it pains me to see the legends fall, but here we are. Yeah, like it's like you know, it, it, it's like Tom Brady playing this year, like you know, a year longer than he should have. Like, Red Panda needs to hang him up. She's she's getting to that to that point. I think it all went downhill when she had the the incident where like 
the airport like mishandled her unicycle mm-hmm. or whatever or damaged it or lost it or something like she's never been the same since i think that's mess that mess with her head that the haters got to her but also she's just, she's just getting old man like she's just she's up there it's almost kind of like michael jordan with the wizards now you know like yeah. it's like oh, this is just kind of sad like it, you you respect the greatness and you still want to see the spectacle but it's just sad to watch giselle divorcing tom brady equals Red Panda's unicycle getting messed up by the airport. I think that's where we're at. Which, by yeah, the way, I, I know. I, listen, I know we're a college podcast. I did just see a rumor a few minutes ago that there's that Tom Brady might be coming back. <laughs> so God, why he might he might Red, end up outlasting Red Panda at this point? Well, so here's the question: like, so like Red Panda kind of does has some of the Brett Favre syndrome of like she's like she's like might retire and like. Mm-hmm. probably won't like she, she's going she's definitely i mean she's already kind of gotten to the point where i think she's doing it too long but like she's definitely going to do this like five years too long right like it's not just going to be yeah. like one or two it's going to be like way too long where it's like she can't even you know flick the bowls up to her head anymore and <laughs> just still drop hitting herself in the face with the bowls the the it'll really be over when she starts falling off the unicycle like just wiping yeah, that out is true. The unicycle. That, is true. that the at least the first time might be worth the watch just for as well, long as she doesn't get hurt. It just might be funny to just like totally wipe out, you know, well, like if she broke her leg or something. I, okay. That'd be a little much, but yeah. Here's the question. Does, does red Panda do a, a coach K farewell tour? Like, does she announce like this? This is my last year doing college basketball halftime shows tours the country. Yeah, everybody gives her gifts. Everybody gives her standing ovations. She like, you know, does like one bowl or whatever. And then, and then, like some, you know, like frisbee dog steals her thunder on the last show or something, and <laughs> well, goes, goes out. Yes, that'd be that'd be that'd be the same as UNC knocking Coach yeah, K out. Frisbee dog exactly knocks out. But first, she has to come on to like kind of a techno music playing, and then <laughs> force everyone to stand up and clap <laughs> at her entrance. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, I know he's been gone a year, but it's still worth. It's still worth taking shots at Coach K just for just for all the I, other years that uh, that he was, uh, you know, an ass. I think Red Panda should do this, by the way. I think she should, like, announce, like, next year, like, this is my final year of doing halftime shows and then do a big farewell tour. And because, honestly, like, I, I'm, I, I'm anti-Darren Ravel. I, I hope you hear this, Darren. You suck. But um, I, I want to see Darren Ravel tweet about, like, her last performance. I wanna, you know, like, it'll probably be at, like, like a Knicks game or something like she'll do the co- you know, she'll do the college season and then like she'll be at like Madison Square Garden for the last show and I want Ravel to tweet about like how much the ticket prices went up because it's Red Panda's last appearance <laughs> and he probably will buy one of her bowls and, and put it in his collection yeah, of- <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like he'll be mad that he can't have the ticket stubs that he'll buy like he'll, he'll buy like a Costco like a bowl from Costco and say it was like Red Panda's <laughs> from Red Panda's last performance and like he'll just write like the words red panda on it or something. And I don't know, he'll probably do something stupid on Twitter. But yeah, I think I think we need this to happen now. I, I so can we, can we talk about an, another individual person real quick? Because I, I'm I have beef with like the entire college football and basketball community, particularly those uh, in the SEC, because I was not aware until like Sunday that uh Houston Nutt had a college basketball coaching brother, number one. Number two, Houston Nuts college basketball coaching brother coaches at the SEC. He's an assistant from Missouri, and this is his first year as an assistant at Missouri. He followed mm-hmm. he, he went with Dennis Gates from Cleveland State, 
Three, Houston, Houston Nuts SEC basketball coaching brother looked exactly like Houston Nut. Like I think like they basically could be twins, which mm-hmm. also kind of like they they have the whole Nut family kind of has the um <laughs> you know the you know the lawyer guy who's like on TikTok uh, I can't remember his name wearing all the rings and the fancy coats and stuff mm-hmm. kind of looks like Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. Like the the Nut family kind of has a little bit of that as well. Yeah. But the other thing is, nobody told me that Houston Nuts' brother is named Dicky Nut. It's like, I, I, it's mind boggling. Every every point you just made was mind boggling to me. How could this <laughs> yeah, have gone like, on for this long? How is this flying this far under the radar? It's what, especially this age of the internet, where everything is uncovered and then talked about ad nauseum, and then Dicky Nut from. Like from the clouds, man, <laughs> dropping the atomic elbow on us from the clouds, like Dicky Nut. I mean, yeah. especially because Houston Nut is was such a larger than life guy, like a shoot 'em yeah. up guy. I'm, I'm doing the finger pistols. I'm, you know, like that type of guy. Well, well, and then Houston his brother is sitting there named Dicky Nut, and we don't know <laughs> anything about it. How is this possible? But Houston Nut's also the guy that, like, whenever a college football job opens, he'll, like, just show up and be like, yeah, I'll coach. <laughs> like, like you know, whether, whether they want him to be there or not, he'll just be like, yeah, that's no problem. I can just do it. You know, and, like, and so for Dicky Nut to fly this far under the radar for this long, because, like, he's been coaching college basketball for a while. Like, this is not some new thing, you know, so – because like Houston Nut goes out of his way to not fly under the radar, kind of as, as you were alluding to, and like he's on TV now and stuff. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I like I'm mad at myself for missing this. I'm mad at the 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 greater college sports internet for not alerting me of this until this weekend. But I mean, I am glad that I, I, I I'm assuming Dickie's short for Richard. Like, but I mean, also Dick Dickie Nut. Like like that. Oh God, there's just so much going on here. I would have at least gone with Dick Nut. I don't know how you can not go through. If you're gonna go, might as well go all the way, Dick Nut. And it's just like, uh, what's the old? The old uh, they used to make a joke about it. Um, the NASCAR guy, Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go with Dick Nut here. I mean, come on. And yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I am mad at the greater college sports community as a whole. Yeah, I know. I I, I agree. I'm disappointed. I like. My life is made for the better for for knowing this, but I'm disappointed uh, it took this long. <laughs> can, can we can we can we talk about like some actual basketball for a second? Because <laughs> the big the Big Ten, like you know you know how, like an RIP to the ACC Coastal. This was up you know, this past football season was the last year of it. But you know every year everybody wanted like the thing where every ACC Coastal school finishes four and four in the ACC and, yeah. and ties. We this is the closest I've ever seen of this happening in college basketball. It's the entire Big Ten conference because I'm going to read out like th- this is the final standings in the Big Ten conference. Mm-hmm. So Purdue Purdue wins the league by three games at 15 to five. We don't care about that. We'll throw them away. Northwestern 12 and eight. Indiana 12 and eight. Michigan State 11 and eight. They had they had that game that was canceled after the uh, the tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa 11 and nine. Maryland eleven and nine, Illinois eleven and nine, Michigan eleven and nine, Rutgers ten and ten, Penn State ten and ten, Nebraska nine and eleven, Wisconsin nine and eleven, Ohio State five and fifteen, boo, and Minnesota two and seventeen, also boo. <laughs> so, so you had two teams twelve and eight, another eleven and eight, and then you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams between eleven and nine and nine and eleven, like. Then, like, 
Northwestern beat Rutgers or not? Yeah, Rutgers on Sunday, so this didn't happen. But going into that game, they had a chance to fall from second to ninth on the last game of the season. It's truly, truly beautiful work by the Big Ten, and also they should get to send like one of these teams max to the NCAA tournament. The funny thing was, is almost like you needed to be the guy from a beautiful mind to even follow the league because <laughs> how could this many teams be either? A good or B all terrible or C all mediocre. I, they were all it was one of those three. They were all great, mediocre, or terrible, but they were all equally that. Except for well, Purdue was like slightly less than the than the yeah. others. Well, I said I said in like January that um whoever made the Big Ten conference semifinals, that should just be the four teams that go, like no matter who it is. Right. I mean, I'm gonna admit this a little bit. Purdue gets to go, Purdue gets to go no matter what. And if whoever goes to the conference championship game, so if it's two non-Purdue teams, they both get to go. If it's one team in Purdue, sorry, only one other team gets to go. Like both of the teams who get to play, who play on Sunday this week in the Big Ten, that's who goes to the tournament. And it plus Purdue, unless Purdue also goes to Sunday. How does that sound? <laughs> I love it. I love like, nothing we, more than like, uh, letting in some was, pretty mediocre teams. Wisconsin is still like in the conversation here. They're like. I don't ever remember, and maybe maybe I'm just like you know trying to block things out. But like when you think about the power conferences, like the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Ten are the three you know that, that have mm-hmm. 14 or 15 teams at this point. Where you know they have to like the ACC tournament tonight's Monday night. The ACC tournament starts tomorrow on Tuesday, and it goes till Saturday. The SEC and the Big Ten start Wednesday and go through Sunday. Have you ever, I don't ever remember a single team in one of these conferences playing on the first day and still technically having a shot at a, at large like Wisconsin has on Wednesday. Yeah. Blue blood like, Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah, blue, yeah, sorry, excuse me. Blue blood Wisconsin. Yeah, well, that's why of course they're they're blue blood. They must be respected. <laughs> well, yeah, obvious blue blood Wisconsin has to uh has to, you know, be at least in the conversation cuz look, you know, the you know the, the assembly selection committee they're looking out for, you know, blue blood Wisconsin on Sunday. They're looking out for, you know, equal blue blood North Carolina and Michigan. And, you know, <laughs> hell, maybe if Louisville makes a run in the ACC tournament, they'll get a, they'll get a look. You know, Syracuse, they got to they gotta do Syracuse a solid since Jim Bayhive has to go to his beloved city of Greensboro this year. That's true. Um, which, again, I, I stand by this theory, by the way, of Jim Bayhive won't retire this year because he doesn't want to take a chance that his last ever college basketball game happens in Greensboro, North mm. Carolina. That's I a good theory. But well, you know, I, I what talk- ACC officials should do is keep scheduling Greensboro and just <laughs> let him refuse to retire. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, next year was supposed to be Brooklyn. Well, whoops, there's now there's you know, there's a conflict with the you know, insert <laughs> artist here concert that you know that we just made up. And now, oh, we gotta go to Greensboro. Greensboro is the only one open. Sorry, Jim. Gotta go to Greensboro. We or can't hold it. Forced- we can't hold it in Brooklyn. Red Panda had to cancel, so we're gonna have to cancel. So <laughs> <laughs> Red Panda was doing a solo performance for the first time ever as, as a as a retirement uh, <laughs> culmination of her career. Can, can we talk about Lenardi for a second? Because I've talked about this on Twitter a little bit. I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod very much. So, I mean, I don't think I'm going to break any ground or any news here about Lenardi, but I have a couple thoughts. So, first of all, he always is like first. Well, first of all, him on TV dur- like during a game is like the worst thing ever, right? Like nobody really, nobody wants to see him split screen to talk about the bracket, right? But whenever he comes in, it's always from like some weirdly remote location. Like 
like some you know some deep bunker in his sub basement or like uh, like earlier this year there was one where the background had like a coffee table with pictures on it like he was at like his grandma's house or something right. like it looked like it looked it looked like you know like it looked like your grandma's like piano room or you know or something, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. he always comes in from the weirdest spots but also since espn has started putting him on tv his hair has never moved once have you ever seen his hair move ever it has to be a rug right it has oh, to be yeah. I mean, it, it, like, and it's like just screwed on or snapped on or something. I, I envision it like right before he gets on camera, you know, it's like the Darth Vader thing from Star Wars, how he like kind of sitting in the chair and they lower the helmet, oh, yeah. and like, the, <laughs> like the smoke everywhere and stuff. And then he like spins around. That's what they do with Lenardi, except for it's his, uh, it's, it, yeah, it's his, it's his rug. It's his hair. They, they lower the hair. It snaps into place like a Lego, like a Lego hair. Right. Or a little Lego yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. It, and, it and, does kind of remind you of a Lego haircut. Yeah, and then they and then he spins they spin his chair around and he's on camera. It's like it's almost like the anti. You, you remember the um the ESPN John Clayton like Sports Center commercial where like yeah he's, yeah he's, he's sitting he's sitting in his room and he's like you know he has like the the fake suit on and he does the hair right. and then he goes like mom I'm dumb in my segment and he lets his hair down and eats like Chinese food on his bed. Yeah. Lenardi's like the anti John Clayton. Like instead of letting his hair down, they have to put his hair on. <laughs> Well, it's funny too because, like you said, there's half the time it's like, what? Where is he at? His pantry? Is he filming in his pantry? Yeah. Or, or it'll be some really weird angle where it's like, are, like his, like his you're trying to shelter. Try, yeah, like trying to hide something, and you're. This is the <laughs> only angle I have where I, I want all this other stuff won't be exposed. So I'm gonna be standing right beside a wall, but not like with your back to the wall, with my shoulder to the wall, and a. 45 it's, it's degree like, angle. I swear to like the backgrounds never translate from year to year. Mm-hmm. Like every year there's like a handful of backgrounds that he uses. And then the next year it's like four completely different ones. It's like, does he, does he move houses every year? Like does ESPN just, you know, like just buy houses just from the record stuff in like, what, where does he get all these backgrounds from? Like, why do they, why do they keep changing so often? He's really in the witness protection program from the mob, and they're just <laughs> Joey Brackets is just a pseudonym for. <laughs> it was like it was like the one year in like two thousand like three or something where he like somehow was involved with keeping Rutgers out of the tournament, and like right. you know the, the the real life Tony Soprano is like out to kill him or something. <laughs> so now it's just nothing but bunker and pantry shots. Yeah, he just prays every every night that Seton Hall and Rutgers keep winning, so that so that nothing that he can't leave them out of the tournament. <laughs> it is always wild to me too that like, because I haven't I haven't looked recently, but like Joe Lenardi, you know, you know, like Bracket Matrix, where like they rank the bracketologists and like mm-hmm. kind of have the um, you know, the the like conglomerate bracket, you know, where it's like if you add everybody's bracketology and like. The guy who is the most prominent person for this, who you know, gets put on ESPN and shoved down your throats every mm-hmm. night, is like ranked like 80th or something like yeah. on here. Like, there's just so many just rando dudes on like Twitter who are just like ten times better than Lenardi at this. But but, but because Lenardi, like Lenardi, must have dirt on somebody at ESPN. Like he has to. It's like, from that mob like, connection. I'm telling you, it's yeah, from the mob. Yeah. Yes, there's some there's somehow where like somebody's got dirt on him, but he also has dirt on like somebody at ESPN because just one, how much they put him on TV and two, just how bad he actually is at this job and continues to be employed by the number one college basketball TV. Yeah, he's got dirt on somebody. Yeah, well, it kind of you know what it kind of reminds me of? 
he kind of came, I think I'm pretty sure he kind of came up with the term bracketologist and bracketology. That's gotta, that's and, and gotta be it. It, it. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Mel Kuyper, Mel Kuyper Jr. And, oh. Well, same, well, the, same, the toupee hair, hair situation. Yeah, yeah. same toupee sales, but the way, you know, Mel Kuyper kind of carved out this niche and then just owned it. And it doesn't matter now who he says, you know, where he places That's them. True. And he's the guy and he's, you know, they ESPN will put him on a million times and they've added McShay through the years. But I mean, really without Kuiper, there's no McShay. You know what I mean? He, yeah, I mean, we, we, Kuiper really created an industry and Joey Brackett's kind of did the same thing. We, so we, we need a we need two things to happen now. One, we need we need a bracketologist McShay on ESPN so they can he can fight with Joey Brackets. <laughs> but two, we need we need we need Joey Brackets to make uh, the Mel Kiper Jimmy Clausen like promise where like like he was like if Jimmy Clausen's like you know not like mm-hmm. a, a Pro Bowler in like seven years or whatever I'm going to retire. We need like a I don't I don't know what the Joey Brackets equivalent is. Maybe it's like if like he's a St. Joe's guy, so maybe it's like if St. Joe's doesn't make the final four in like right. 10 years or, or something or like, I'll, I'll go sweet 16 since the program's kind of in the gutter, but like, like he'll retire. Like, I don't know. We need, I need, I need Joey brackets to make a claim like that. But I, I think, I think he is probably a little bit smarter than Kuiper. Yeah. But very similar in, in the way they kind of oh, well, rose so the from nothing. So the, the two pay salesman's got to be the guy who's got like some major dirt on somebody here. Right. Cause like that, that's the, that's, <laughs> That's the common thread is right. the, the, the two the, the two pay guy, the hair, the hair guy. Like he's somehow involved with why they keep popping up on our TVs. <laughs> well, I can't think of a better place to end this episode than talking about Mel Kuyper and Joey Brackett's toupees. If that doesn't encapsulate what this podcast is about, then really nothing will. Now, remember, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please do. Or we're going to show you more to pay shots from a bunker in Joey Brackett's <laughs> grandmother's house. Remember, leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Twitter. Lots of great content coming up at pipeline underscore. Follow me on TikTok at pipeline. As I said, I'm going to be counting down the top buzzer beaters in March madness history. Going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you follow KSD on Twitter at pregame empire. We're going to be doing some live Twitter spaces, possibly, uh, on when the brackets come out, maybe during the brackets, who knows? And then as March Madness cranks up, we're going to crank up the content as well. And I think that'll do it. We'll see you guys next time on the Pipeline Award-winning podcast.